Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Previously on Ivana, Part 1. I knew he had a lot of female friends, and in the past that would have made me nervous and jealous. But now, I realized he doesn't just not want sex with me, he doesn't want sex at all. His staying out late and drinking with his mates was just that, drinking with his mates, not trying to pick up. He was still loving and devoted in all other areas, so apart from no sex, I had absolutely nothing at all to complain about. But I was still desperately in need. I was so horny all the time. I even began carrying my dildo in my pocket so that when the urge came upon me, I could relieve myself wherever I was. In the garden, in the car, shopping center toilets. I felt out of control, horny all the time. Hello and welcome to Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca, and today we are here to finish up Ivana's story and actually finish up the Raw Truth stories for 2021. I will be back in two weeks with a final ponder of the year, uh, but we are coming to that point where we are um, winding down. However, even though I will not be putting out new episodes for the next two months for the month of December and January, I have other fellow podcasts that I will be um, actually streaming on mind so that you can learn a little bit about some other podcasts and see if you know, you're interested in listening to them. And I just wanted to figure out a way to support other little podcasts like mine. And um, so yeah, that is exactly what is going to happen. So hopefully I will have enough. There is a total of nine weeks in there. And right now I have confirmed, let's see here. One, two, three, four five podcasts in there. And then I have um, other people that I've been uh, working with that's supposed to send me over their information. So fingers crossed. If you are new to the show and you're just tuning in for the first time, this today, the one you're listening to right now is part two of a two-part episode. So head back a couple weeks on the episodes list and uh, you want to go back to Ivana part one so that you could kind of understand where we are picking up today as we conclude Ivana's story. 
On Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I provide them with a safe place to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. If you have been through this, whether it be because you were unfaithful or you were betrayed, you know that you just can't open the topic for discussion with your family and friends. It can be very lonely to process it all on your own. I know from my own experience, when I was being unfaithful, the emotions that can all be too consuming. These reasons are why I chose to create this podcast. I don't condone infidelity. But it happens, and I refuse to place judgment on anyone. But I also feel it is just as important to learn what the husband or partner endures when this truth is revealed. What was it that led him to feel suspicious of her? How did he find out? How did he process all of this and what would he do next? How could he confront her? I remember being in a group of men, some married, some single, when one of the guys told a joke. It went like this. Scientists have discovered a food that makes women lose all interest in sex. The food is wedding cake. (laughs) All the married men in the group laughed, myself included. Not one of the single men laughed. They really didn't get it. I remembered thinking, well, I'm not alone in my dysfunctional sex life as a married man. To facilitate the face-to-face meeting, Lisa booked a room in a hotel that was two minutes walk from my office. A hotel that I passed by several times every day. I still wonder to myself if Lisa did that deliberately in a sort of fuck you, Mike kind of way. She wrote to tell Richard that the room was booked. Next, fate intervened. Lisa asked me to help her set up an email group for a work-related email. As I was doing that on the home PC with her sitting beside me, a Facebook message popped up in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. It said something like, Oh, how I long to wake up with you in my arms. By subscribing to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity on Patreon, you will get to hear these stories from the husband or partner's point of view as they share their side of the betrayal. Has your wife or partner been unfaithful? Have you not had anybody to really talk to about it? You're not alone. Perhaps you might even want to share your side for the show to help others. Visit rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and select Patreon to subscribe. Pledges start at $3 a month for the No Judgment tier. Not only do you get two extra stories a month, you get early access to the regular Raw Truth Stories ad-free and my outtakes. When you select the I Love This Podcast tier, which is $5 a month pledge, not only will you receive everything in the No Judgment tier, you will receive a No Judgment bracelet and an acknowledgement on a future Raw Truth episode, first name only with your city and state. And now, the conclusion of Ivana's story. I was constantly looking at other men, wondering if they would fuck me but didn't know how to pick up. 
I got so desperate that I got online and looked up male escorts, but at $400 plus an hour, and I knew I'd want more than an hour, it was way out of my budget. Then as I was scrolling, I noticed all the dating and hookup sites. Before I knew it, I had made a profile complete with nude pics, no face. The next night, I remember sitting by the fire with Tim, watching telly nearby, scrolling through the hundreds of messages and comments for men all around the world on my profile. I was so overwhelmed. I shut off the notifications on my account to stop the messages. The next day, I opened it again to have a look and almost instantly, I got a message from a local fireman asking if I would like to chat and get to know one another and maybe meet up. I gave him the short story of my situation and that if we met, it would have to be discreet, no strings attached, as I was not interested in hurting or leaving my partner. He told me he was in a similar situation with his partner, a 20-year near sexless marriage, but kids still at home and no desire to leave her. So, we arranged to meet somewhere roughly halfway between us, which just happened to be a park by a river. I was ridiculously nervous, not knowing what kind of man would show up. When his car pulled up, I managed to resist the urge to bolt. He was tall, dark, and extremely handsome, and he had me at his passionate kiss hello. We strolled for a while by the river and chatted, until we were out of sight of the road. He then pulled me in and kissed me with such passion that I nearly exploded with want. I don't think I'd ever been more needy than that moment. I had deliberately gone without underwear, just a short skirt and loose top, and before I knew it, I had his mouth in places I hadn't had a mouth in nearly 15 years. I was nervous and self-conscious, but also so out of control with want that I let him escort me across the river and into the forest on the other side. He was respectful, asking me the whole time if I was okay with what he was doing, and I just kept saying, yes, please. Despite being in the forest, I don't remember any discomfort, only wild, animalistic lust. He was a gentleman and spread his jacket on the ground for me, and I had the first orgasm with a man I'd had in many, many years. He used protection without having to be asked, and was sweet and funny. It was the hottest fuck I'd had up until that time, just like losing my virginity all over again. I'll never forget it. We exchanged numbers back at our cars, and we agreed that we would try a motel room next time we met. I remember tingling and shaking all the way home, the adrenaline still coursing through my body at the memory of the experience and the thought that he wanted me again. That tingling and shaking lasted for days afterwards, but there was also the guilt. I'd never cheated on anybody before in my life, and I had done it to a man who I dearly loved and had no intention of leaving. But, as usual, he hadn't asked where I'd been or who I'd been with, so I didn't say anything. The next week, I was online again with my new fireman lover organizing our first hotel date. 
It was quite an intense feeling. I was literally shaking so much I could barely text and trying to organize a time to get out so I wouldn't have to explain myself or have to lie. But our three-hour sex date went a long way to blowing any doubts out of my head. I'd never had three hours of sex in one day in my entire life. I was hooked. We had several more dates like that before he stopped telling me life had gotten too busy. But by then, I'd had so many offers, I was ready to see what else was out there. I found an eager beaver who was 15 years my junior who I met with once. He was lovely, but not up to the fireman's standard. A few other single men were lovely, but meeting up with them was difficult. Then I met a lovely man my age whose wife had chosen me for him. I spent a few dates with him in their marital bed while she was at work and their kids at school. Such a strange experience, but also fascinating to discover how differently couples can play. It was with this man I discovered my G-spot and had orgasms of a very different kind. He was a delight to play with and learn from, and we formed a lovely friendship over the few months we were seeing each other. I even got to meet his lovely wife before they moved interstate and have been offered a bed if I am ever in their area. Then I was contacted by the local swingers group coordinator. I was curious, still learning what swinging actually meant, but from a distance joining their chat group, but not contributing. They host fancy dress parties regularly in houses with lots of bedrooms for fun. No obligation to do anything, but lots of fun horny people to meet. I wasn't ready for that yet, even though I love the idea of dress-ups. I was then approached by my first couple. I was very attracted to him, but as I am not bisexual, I said no thanks. I was then contacted by her, and she was so vivacious and exciting, and so excited by me, I thought, why not? I was open to so many different experiences anyway, so I spent a delightful afternoon with my first couple, experiencing a whole lot of fun firsts. It was then that I decided to go to my first swingers party, as they were a part of the scene. It was 70s disco-themed, which is my favorite, so I had no problem finding the right costume. I also had no trouble finding someone to pop my swinger's cherry. In fact, I found four others my first group experience. All a lot of fun and laughs, and something I never thought I would do. I met some lovely people that night, including the couple I'd been with previously. It has been six months since that first party. I have been to several events and have become very popular in the group now and play often. I was imagining the experience to be getting laid and coming home sexually satisfied. However, I have been making some beautiful friendships and some of those I am not interested in sleeping with, but some I am very keen. I have a couple of unicorn friends single women, with whom I play together with other men, and I find I laugh as much as I orgasm, which is a lot. 
I find it liberating to be able to be completely open and honest about my desires and fantasies with these people and no longer feel self-conscious but quite an exhibitionist. I currently have a few friends with benefits that call on me for a hot tub date or an afternoon hookup in a hotel or the beach or that I can call on when I have the time. I have one in particular that I'm very fond of. It's not just because of his exceptional skills as a lover, but he is just so unique and respectful in that he is someone who loves me and I know has my back. And if anything were to happen to me or my relationship, he'd be there for me. He is well aware of my situation and that is at a point I won't leave my man and respects that and continues to see other people himself, but... Who knows? I know it is wrong to cheat on my partner, and unfortunately I have had to lie to him a lot, despite him never asking where I've been or who I've been with. And yes, there are still many feelings of guilt. But I still feel as if he gave me permission. He told me I needed to get my needs met elsewhere. And I know now even without the accident and the subsequent loss of his sex drive, he could never have satisfied me to the degree which I am now experiencing. I've grown in confidence exponentially. I now believe that I'm beautiful, sexy, and fun to be with, and not in a vain way. But people really enjoy my company and attention, and I enjoy theirs in return. I've never felt so good about myself as I do right now, and I love making other people feel good too. Is that wrong? My relationship with Tim has never been this good either. I've taken the sexual pressure off him. There is nothing I need from him anymore that I know I can't get elsewhere. And so, surprisingly, our relationship feels stronger than it ever has. Yes, we still don't communicate like I believe normal couples should, but we are still there for each other and I am meeting all his needs now that I am not pushing him to meet mine. We have a comfortable vanilla life which works. And outside of this, I have good friends to download to and lovers for the physical side. How long can this last? I am not sure. Should he ever find out, I don't know how he'd react. He could just as easily put his head back in the sand and ignore it, or explode and toss my philandering ass to the curb. I have no idea. But I feel I can't go back. I have some beautiful lovers, and am having experiences beyond my wildest fantasies. I never believed I could feel so good both physically and The orgasms are incredible, and about myself. It's been my sexual awakening, and there are more experiences to be had yet. Ivana Ivana, thank you so much for sending your story. I think you have gone through a lot, you know, dealing with somebody you know you love so much and you want to be with and and I think I talked about this a little bit on the last um, episode but I think you are very 
patient. I'm sure it is extremely hard to be in a relationship that's sexless like that. And in fact, I think I just did a ponder episode a few weeks ago regarding that and people struggle with it. And ultimately, people do step out on the relationship. And, you know, there are needs that you have that are important to you that need to be met. And you're right. You know, it's not right to step outside the marriage to do it. And you acknowledge that. But also, I feel that your husband, I think he knows, truly. And he has had to come to that uh, acceptance that he can't do for you what you want him to do for you. And, you know, there are situations out there where they just, we just don't talk about it. We just keep it under wraps, do what you're going to do, but don't tell me. And I, and I kind of think that that's probably where he's at. Um, But if he's happy with what's going on, and you're happy with what's going on, and it's working for your marriage, then who is anybody to say it's wrong? Truthfully, you know, everybody's relationship is unique, just kind of like you mentioned with that one couple that um, you were picked by the wife for him. So anyway, I, I wish you the best. And I'm glad you've been able to find yourself and um, you've been able to feel better about yourself knowing that it wasn't you that caused things in your marriage to go down. It wasn't that you were repulsive or anything like that. It's just unfortunately circumstances and that you have got that ability back to believe you are beautiful and you are worthy. And, uh, you know, we all have needs that need to be met. And it happens sometimes like this. But again, you need to do what's best for you and your family. We only live once. So we just, you know, we don't want to look back on our lives saying coulda, shoulda, woulda. And again, like I say, I don't condone the infidelity. But Your circumstances are really unique, and I think that there are a lot of people in situations like yours. So I just wish you the best. Keep in touch. Let me know how things are going. And again, thank you so much for sharing your personal story. You have been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com to access story guides, subscribe to Patreon for bonus episode of the men's side of female infidelity, and to vote for this podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story for the show, share feedback, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or send by snail mail to Rebecca Adams, P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Every story is always anonymous. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is produced and edited by Rebecca Adams. You can follow the show on Facebook at Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, on Instagram at Podcast Raw Truth, and on Twitter at Raw Female. Thank you again, and be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, and always remember 
No judgment. Goodbye.